Cool. Hello, and welcome to the Dungeon Masters Guildhouse. I'm Matthew Whitby, and uh, this is a podcast uh, where I am joined by the amazing creators of the DMs Guild, and I can't think of anyone else amazing other than Jimmy Merritt. Thank you, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, like I said, it's, 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 I think what's kind of cool uh, that I like about these podcasts sometimes is I've kind of been uh, inviting people who I've worked with before, um, and even though we've worked on like one one or two projects together, this is this is the first time of us sort of like speaking and, and chatting. And it's That's right, yeah. Of, yeah, it's kind of weird to sort of see. It's like, oh yeah, no, we've we've worked on like you know, is it two things together now? In this case of like, oh yeah, no, we we also like are people instead of just words. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe like one point five things since that one collapsed. Yeah. Cool. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's 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 room for uh, you know things in the future. Um, but no, yeah. so I guess for the the people listening um, who may not be you know as aware of the sort of things that you work on, um, what sort of products are are you particularly known for? Uh, I guess I'm I'm probably best known for Here's to Crime, which mm-hmm. is a kind of house rule hack that took some Blades of the Dark elements and brought it over to Five E to kind of do uh, like Ocean's Eleven style heists. And I'm also known for, uh, there's an adventure pack called Handful of Heists, which were uh, five short heist adventures set in Waterdeep. So I guess just, I'm just known for, for books that help players steal things, I guess. <laughs> so do you feel it's kind of nice having like a, um, I, I guess a niche to call it, uh, to be the heist guy? <laughs> it's, it is fun because people will bring me on collaborations because Laurel is like, oh, I'd like a heist here. Oh, let's just get Jimmy. Yeah. So in that respect, it's nice. I don't. I don't want to only be in that niche. I like doing, uh, you know, like other things too. And I'm trying to branch out a lot more. Because was he? You've also uh, been involved with. Um, was it Val on two monster monster hunts now as well? Yeah, and I love doing the monster hunts with Val because what's great is because that'll be like all right, ten or twenty things for that. So that's a great opportunity to branch out and do more different things and give like a variety of adventures and show that. Uh, I don't just do high stuff. I can do some other things too. So I, I also imagine, like again, with with the nature of like hunting, uh, the, the monster hunts, and also the heists themselves. I mean, there there are like almost like a thousand different ways to do them. So right. even, even within this sort of like small, uh, like what people could not not necessarily a small topic, but how how do you sort of like navigate that sort of flexibility or? Is it more a case of like you, uh, like when it came to take, was it a handful of heists, for example, how did you decide what sort of heists you wanted to go for? Um, A lot of it was just, it was important to me that there was a variety in it because uh, I think handful of heists, you know, it's five adventures. And I think if all five of them felt the same, it would be the attitude I think would be, well, why didn't he just write one adventure? Yeah. So a lot of it was like thinking of heist movies I've enjoyed, thinking of sequences within heist movies I've enjoyed, what would be fun to play, and just finding, you know, because sometimes a heist is just sneaking through a place and not being seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes a heist is pretending you work someplace and then walking out. Sometimes a heist is just kind of directly targeting somebody and you're, it's all social and you're tricking them. And then there's one I even kind of lean into it being like a farce. I was like, well, let's play with that heist tension and kind of make a place where funny situations can happen with this tension that's building. Because it's, I mean, really, it's just if the player is trying to steal something, there's a lot of ways to do that. Wow. Yeah. I, I, and I think that that's kind of it's, it's kind of interesting hearing the, especially like uh, trying to think of like heist films 
and there is like the standard sort of like Ocean's Elevens, but then there's always like, there's Italian job, and they all have mm. very sort of distinct flavors. Um, right. Yeah. And so the uh, here's the crime. So that was your first product on the DMs Guild, wasn't it? That was my first product. Yeah. And how long ago is it that you released it now? About a year and a half or so. It was like <laughs> September 2018. So. And so you mentioned as well. So it was a um, a mechanics sort of. Uh, I guess. Um, What's it, what's, what's it called when you take mechanics from one version or one game to another? I guess uh, it's usually called a hack. It's like a rules hack. Oh, fair. And what was the other game? I, I must admit, I haven't heard uh, the... Oh, it's Blades in the Dark. It's great. I'm a okay. huge fan of it. And it, it's another game. It's very storytelling heavy. And it's about other things as well. But mm-hmm. the thing in it that I most looped into was like, oh, you can do Ocean's Eleven with this. Great. Fair. So, so I'm curious as well. So how, 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 was it, how was the process of taking mechanics from another game? and sort of fitting them within 5e? To me, it's, I, I love doing it. I do it a lot with my home group because mm-hmm. sometimes it's difficult to get my home group to play things that aren't 5e. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, I want to play these other games too. I guess I just need to steal from them. <laughs> and it, it feels like I'm playing them now. And it's all, like these sub rule systems are a way to kind of trick my players into like, oh, you don't want to play Blades in the Dark. Surprise! Yeah. <laughs> did play Blades in the Dark. We've been playing it the whole time. <laughs> Got you. It's the twist ending. <laughs> no, um, I, I, must, I must admit, I also want to like, obviously congratulate you on the huge success that was Here's the Crime because what is it? it was a, a mythical seller. And I was, yeah, I looked, it's a mythical, yeah. I looked up the stats beforehand and what is it? There's only, only 104 products on them and that is 0.21% of all the sort of uploads. That's... So I must be like, if you don't mind, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 a mithril is, I believe, what was it? Is it a uh, thousand sales? Five thousand sales? It's. Uh, I think it's like. No, a thousand is platinum. So mithril is when it hit uh, two thousand five hundred. Oh damn! That's no, that's, that's, that's that's really rough. People. And how, how, like I said, so how how have you felt that sort of like um. Like that, that sort of, that sort of like um, knowing that there's that much amount of eyes on the product, and clearly people are sort of enjoying it because it's still so highly rate, highly rated. Yeah, it's it it feels. Uh, I mean, it's mixed feelings because on the one hand, like when you open with a high, it's like, all right, cool, I'm really good at this. But then as other products come out, you you compare yourself against yourself, which can be kind of tricky because it's like. Nobody wants to be a one-hit wonder kind of no. thing. So now it kind of exists as a challenge. We're like, oh, a bunch of people like that. Can I do it again? Yeah. Kind of thing. I guess. I guess. So, I, I, I suppose. It, I suppose it is like. I. I know. I uh, like feel the same way that the earlier products and stuff like that, just because you don't necessarily have any sort of comparisons, it's mm. it's it. You feel that sort of chase for medals or re- reviews right. and stuff like that. Um, but even even to say that and stuff like that, I mean, I, I, I think was it your library of products? I, I think you know, uh, all of them sort of like you know managed to sort of tick a box in terms of like you know getting past was it silver as well? So you're getting like a good number of eyes on on everything. Yeah, so far so good. I'm I'm grateful that the the audience kind of warmly uh, has received what I'm putting out because you you get nervous because I think sometimes you feel like well I'm not like a big name so no one's really going to look at it. But I think. The audience has kind of showed like, oh, you can just jump in. And if, if you're doing something people find interesting, they're not going to um, discount it just because they don't necessarily know who you are. 
yeah which is uh, also that was also encouraging up front because it was like oh i don't i don't need to really build a name if i i can put out something interesting and people will will check it out yeah so so i, I guess building from that then um so when it comes to actually creating a product then uh, so outside of the sort of collaborations what exactly right. is your like creative process so how, how where, where do you where does the core of your ideas sort of start um, it's a mix. It's a mix of a few things. Like uh, sometimes it is something I've created for my table, which is what Here's to Crime was. Like yeah. Here's to Crime was just I wanted to run some version of Blades in the Dark for my five <laughs> E friends, and then I, I posted it around, and some other people told me I should sell it. Like, all right, cool, let's patch it up and sell it. Um, and then and there's another product I'm working on that's also that. Where like I, I wanted to run a Mad Max campaign kind of scenario for my friends. Yeah. I ran it it was more like wacky races okay and I, was, <laughs> I was like well that's not a thing let's so i'm working on kind of that on the side too and then i also like to treat the the new product announcements kind of like a writer's prompt a little bit like mm -hmm. when salt marsh mm -hmm. came out it's like all right cool it might be fun to write a pirate thing let's write a pirate thing and see where that goes and then from that i developed uh shanty of old beard's pride which doesn't really tie into salt marsh other than its pirate theme. But I mean, just... that's, that's, that's got all the connections you need. And, and was it, if I remember correctly, you kind of went above and beyond and actually included a shanty. In... <laughs> I did. Uh, I was like, you know what? It was because the, as I was writing the adventure, I was like, well, it's kind of about a song and the song sends them on the adventure. I could write a song, but wouldn't it be kind of fun if they had something to listen to? So I, I called up a, uh, a renaissance festival performer and was like hey can you write a, a song about this pirate ship that these players would kind of listen to in a tavern yeah and he did and i think it's uh it, it's i think it's a fun thing i think it's a fun little bonus but i, no, I, must admit, I think, I think uh, anything that you can sort of bring to the table that sort of helps that sort of level of immersion and mm -hmm. you know it's it's the sort of like most again think of it i can't think of any other sort of like um uh, dm's guild products that sort of brings audio to the table and it yes, instantly sort of creates that sort of memorable moment. Yeah, I think it's the only product with a musical number. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Although, isn't there? I, I, I would. I know there's the there's the. Uh, was it College of Opera? And I that's think. Right. Did she ever record anything? To go I don't know. I just an opera singer. Right? That's what. That's what I mean. So, so I, I, I it would. It feels like there, there's something there. There's. A... Yeah. <laughs> but no. So, 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 so yeah. So I take. So, uh, so the. Um, what what would you say is the sort of like the sh like your um you mentioned the two things so you mentioned like the new uh D&D products being a sort of like a prompt and then you also see uh you know the actual uh systems in your home game that sort of encourage you to sort of write something up um what would you say is is the sort of the balance of the two like is, do you sort of tend to lean more one way or is it as you sort of like i think right now it's kind of leaning more towards official products Mm -hmm. as props but that's more situational just because i haven't done uh anything with the table in a minute that's been as as vast as a here's to crime system was okay. and so, so I, I guess also so touching on the uh the wacky races or um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, i'm curious as well so, so uh, if, if not to sort of like um pick it apart too much but what's what's the okay. sort of me mechanics at play there so it's a mix of Essentially, it was I wanted to run a car chase, but I knew if I did a car chase and we were sitting and measuring distance, like my players were going to get bored just because mm -hmm. we're kind of an abstract table. Yeah. And I knew like, oh, I, I can't sit. Like if we have eight cars going, 
I can't sit and figure out the distance for eight cars. Like I'm going to, I can, but I'm going to get bored. Yeah. So it was about like, how can I take a 40 skill challenge system and kind of base that around car placements? So it's really, it's not about where the car is in relation to anything else. It's like kind of car stats in relation to where they are with each other. And based on where they are with each other, there's different moves that cars can do. So that's like kind of the base system. But then on top of that, I wrote all these cars and I meant for it to have a Mad Max feel, but all my players were like, ooh, wacky races. Cause one of them was <laughs> like, there was this hag and she's basically on like a Baba Yaga house. Okay, house yeah. Is running. Yeah. And in my mind, like, oh, like a running house. That's Mad Max, right? Like, no, it's wacky races. You run wacky <laughs> races. <laughs> okay, like lean into that. All right. I think my desk is you need to throw like uh like the words throw more skulls on there. I'm trying to think of like how you can make it more Mad Max. I, I didn't even know if that helps. <laughs> no, but I'm not the wacky races let's do it <laughs> no, i mean like i'm sure there's players out there who've just been looking at their what was it descent into avernus and just been thinking this is this is too dark we need some we need some levity in here right. let's get some nonsense going yeah no so i i guess so the uh i i guess the sort of next sort of part of the thing is when you actually sort of sit down and start writing up these projects then uh is there like a part of the project that you love the most yeah, I think I love, in the middle, I can kind of get into a groove. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times in the beginning, like like with uh, Shanty, and you're like, oh, I'm writing a pirate thing. It's about a song. And that there was like a good couple, there was like a month where I came up with like eight different ideas. And I thought they were all going to be in it. And it was a real hassle to get through. But then once I figured out like, okay, this is the story. I have the story. And in the middle, once I kind of know the story and I, I can kind of coast through, a bit easier so yeah. i think the yeah. the middle chunk i get into a nice groove so that's always the favorite part so i'm mostly confused about when it comes to like writing locations um how like i, I i'm i, I kind of have like a, a very sort of structured process where my first stage is always going through and i sort of list all the possible rooms and then i sort of go through one by one trying to fill the sort of stuff that's in those rooms or is that a similar approach like i'm curious about like <laughs> um, the main thing I kind of try to do in locations is I super laser focus on the things that can be interacted with. Okay. Like I'm writing one now where the characters are in a museum and essentially the book is like, here's, here's the seven or eight things they can mess with. There's other stuff too, but I, I don't care. You shouldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite put it in those words, but I try to give that vibe or if I'm like, uh, or I wrote a village earlier today and it's like these four buildings have NPCs they can talk to and plus they can pick up some things they can learn. There's 80 other buildings. I don't care about them. You don't care about them. Yeah. Just yeah I mean, they can go pillaging through them if they want, but that's, that's right. like, you know, at that point, that's You're the place. Yeah. And I think even room to room, that's kind of what I go for is just here. here's what they could mess with. Mm -hmm. There's other stuff too for flavor, but I'm not, I'm not going to spend a ton of time. Yeah. No. Yeah, no, I think I was, one of my favorite lines is like, I think I've seen it in some D&D uh, &D books that I've also copied across is like, uh, if you're in like a house or like, uh, I've done like a few villas or mansions, and it's like, okay, yeah, there probably needs to be at least like one like bathroom. And in the right. bathroom, you just put saying, there is nothing of like, nothing of value within this room. Yeah. <laughs> there's a bathtub, there's, you know, a, a, I don't know, like a mirror, that's it. You know, you... someone's going to ask about the bathroom. So there yeah. it is. That's how it is. But no, so it, it, and I'm curious as well. So, so sometimes there is the sort of the idea of um, um, trying to uh, 
make uh with at least with with adventures you either have sort of like setting driven content or sort of like i, I guess it's like character driven content right um and i imagine with a sort of uh shanty of bold pits uh, bold bits so <laughs> um did you feel that it was more uh like the the adventure so more location to location driven or was it the like this character of who you know bold bit is I mean, I think it's, I mean, because basically that adventure barrels down to three locations, Mm -hmm. but within those locations, it's very character-based, because, like, it starts in, like, a pirate pop-up tavern, Mm -hmm. but it's more about interacting with the characters in the tavern and learning about the song than it is exploring the tavern. Like, we did up a little menu and fill in some details, but it's really interaction-based. And then the the second location is Boldbeard's ship, and the that whole section is uh, a role-playing encounter where you're trying to incite a mutiny. So I call that more more character-driven. Yeah, no, like, no, uh, uh, And here's some ways you can kind of mess with them. Here's things they value, and if you poke at it, they're they're going to get mad. And then the the home stretch of it is uh, a dungeon crawl. So I would I guess the dungeon crawl I would call more location-based because okay. it's kind of here's a treasure, here's some things that are guarding it. Here's some things you can interact with that'll help or hinder you. But um, really, I think just with, in terms of setting our character based, to me, I'm really just trying to write uh, what is the player facing content here? Because like, if you're playing a two hour game, and I think a lot of people are, you, I think the DM really wants like, what does the player care about? What can the player interact with? What is the player doing? So I, uh, I just try to laser focus in on that. Like, what's important to what's moving the story or giving the the player something fun they can do. No, I'm curious. And so I imagine is, is that also something that's kind of reflected in, in I guess, your DM style? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. I found, like, um, whenever I would play, I always had the least amount of fun when I felt like the DM had very prescribed actions for us. So whenever I DM, and then in my books too, I'm trying to really push, like, we're going to create situations where the players can do whatever they want. And I think that's part of why I am um, pushed into high stuff so much, is the high story is really about, like, how can the player get away with things? Yeah, and I suppose you, you, you literally, you, 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 put, you, 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 was it, you, you, you give them the end goal. Yes. And then there's, there's, that's literally, they can, yeah. And I think as well, in the same way of having, uh, I guess, moments that happen like irregardless of if the players are there or not, right? It kind of gives like uh, I'm I like I'm I'm working on something at the moment where a lot of the moments or encounters are kind of two other characters clashing with each other, and if mm-hmm. the players happen to be there or you know as as the players enter the room, they have this sort of encounter that immediately sort of, sort of begin to engage with. Mm-hmm. So no, it's, it's always interesting to sort of hear how someone else's um, design process kind of kind of aligns yeah. with, with with your own. Um, Okay, so moving on to the, maybe the, the, the less positive side of things. So what, is, uh, what would you say is your least favorite part of a project? The, like the home stretch, the last like five to 10 percentage, because I feel like mentally I'm done. Like I wrote it, it's done. Oh, I need to do these edits. Oh, I need to give my layout feedback. Oh, let's figure out the cover. Oh, and like I was, I get to that point where I'm just like, let's just put it out. Let's just put it out. Yeah. And I am. My my buddy Louie is my art and layout partner and kind of my sounding board. And there's something he said when we were like just emotionally done with Handful of Heist and we just wanted it published. He was like, we don't want to run a 90-yard sprint and then the last 10 yards 
just fall over. Yeah. He's like, yeah, we have to, we got to stay in it, but I don't like being in it. <laughs> so I'm curious then, have you sort of um, found any ways to sort of, I guess, like, again, you, you realize that you struggle in this last 10%. Have you found any sort of techniques or things that you have that sort of mitigate that? No, I have not. So <laughs> if you can help me, please, because I hate it. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. And I must admit, yeah, it, it, is, it is hard to fight off that sort of almost like new project envy. Yeah. Because uh, I think everyone sort of has that list of like, oh, well, I've got these other really cool ideas. I yeah, just... I'm ready for the next thing now. Yeah. I feel like I'm done. I guess my main advice is to sign up for collaborations because then someone else does it. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 100%. It is, it's, it's, it's sad. So actually, no, I guess, I guess that's a good, good question to sort of like um, draw the comparisons between uh, working on, let's say, like a handful of heists to the monster hunts. And I imagine that process is very much like you write something, you hand it off, and then you sort of get your feedback as an as a way. Yeah, I, I, it is nice to not be involved in that last ten percent. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, like with monster hunts, um, Val and I just sat down, and we we divvied up kind of the monsters, and then mm-hmm. Val has like a, a formula that the monster hunts are in. So I was like, oh, I've got a template. I've got my monsters. Yeah. Like so. Uh, the first chunk where I don't know what I'm doing is kind of taken care of. And it's like, oh, I'm only doing, this is only the middle part yeah. for writing the story. And then he does the layout and art and everything. It's great. No, I must admit, I, th- I think that's, a, that's another thing as well. That, uh, so yeah, so was it the product we were working on together? The um, uh, Runa and Ofka's Guide to Big Bad Epic Boss Goblins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was another one that was super fun to write. Yeah. It's like, ooh, uh, a template. All right. Yeah. And uh, so to be on the, um, I guess, the, the managing end. Um, yeah. No, I, it feels like, I feel, it, feels, it feels weird because it feels like you have that last 10% for four people. Right. <laughs> Just because it's a case of like, oh, well, I mean, like, I, I could sort of like, you know, relax and take my time with it. But then there's, there's other people who've done hard work kind of waiting mm. for it to sort of go live. Um, no, so I'm curious as well. So have, have you have you thought about maybe um, being a, um, I guess, doing a large-scale collaboration of your own? I mean, that eventually I would like to. And originally when I had first, like after Here's the Crime, and I was like, oh, I want to do a handful of heists. I want to do a collection of heists. Mm-hmm. My first thought was, oh, I should write some people I like and see if they want to do some. Yeah. But I was like, you know what? This This seems like a lot of work. Like my mind went like... I mean, also doing it solo was a lot of work, but collab is like a different kind of a lot of work. Yeah, no. That I didn't quite feel up to yet. So I, I would eventually like to run some big collaborations, but not yet. Yeah. No, it, it, like I said, it definitely seems like you know you, you've you've got like a a pattern and stuff like that. At least with the sort of the the, the type of your products and stuff like that, and to sort of like try and take on take on more or um. Yeah, just, 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 just sort of uh, anything that sort of messes up the potential groove of things. Right, yeah, because I feel like um, I work with uh, my buddy Louis Skaradek on, I call them solo products, but really it's it's me and Louis. Yeah. So, and I feel like we're in a pretty good groove getting, uh, you know, our products out. And I think adding, and then I've got time on the side to do collabs, but I think if I added running a collab, we we. I'd either run it with Louie and we both go crazy mm-hmm. or I'd run it without Louie and my stuff with Louie would you know, <laughs> take a back seat. So yeah. I don't, I don't know that it's happening anytime soon. Okay. So it's, it's, it, in fairness, I kind of potentially answers like one of the future questions, which is like, if you have a dream project, mm-hmm. is, would you, would you say that would be one or do you actually have something more, more like more in the forefront? I mean, there's, there's some, 
like vibes for products I want to hit that I haven't done yet. I mean, mm -hmm. one, the big one is I would love for Planescape to open up on the DMs Guild. So I've all, that's always in the back of my mind, like, it's today today. <laughs> Every time there's a new product announcement, I'm yeah. like lurking. So I would, I would love to write in Planescape. And then the other thing is I, I would like to do more very high tier adventures. Because okay. like comic book wise, I'm really into like Grant Morrison and Warren Ellis, where it's, it's very like high concept sci-fi superhero reality altering adventures yeah. and I was like, yeah that's that's how i run high level D and D, and i'd love to take that into a module and do some real high level crazy stuff and that's what's been fun about the collabs because like i know in our goblin book i was yeah. like well here's a plot hook to what a high level thing would yeah. look like so that scratches a little bit so actually i i have a bit of a question like the the so I haven't actually dm'd many sort of high level campaigns i just just haven't had the chance and i'm curious about like in your experience, how, how, what is, how, like, I, I can't imagine the gameplay being identical. So like, take a five level party it's, and take like a 15 level party. I can't imagine like there being two different games. I mean, with high level, it's, it's less of a dungeon adventure and you have to look at it as this is the Avengers. This is the Justice League. Yeah. Like that's the kind of adventure you're writing. Um, the reason I haven't done much with it yet is right now I feel like I can write a high level adventure for my group mm -hmm. but a high level like a level 15 my group and a level 15 someone else's group are going to be so drastically different yeah so I'm I'm still figuring out like how can I write in a way that's for every level 15 group mm -hmm. and once I feel like once I've Cracked that in my mind. I'm gonna put out something big and crazy. I, th I think I think the problem I run into is the idea of like writing super high level stuff. Um, is always because like one of the characters may just have wish, right? <laughs> but, and, I, and a lot of the trick is writing. I mean, it's the same principle I have with my low level heist stuff. Because what I like about heist adventures is I'm creating a situation. Mm -hmm. where the players are having a lot of control over the environment and they're feeling like they're getting away with a lot. Yeah. The feeling of that in the low level for heists is the same as the feeling in the high level, whether the Avengers or the Justice League. And it okay. really just seems to be like, and if, what frustrates me in a lot of high level adventures I see is the first chunk of the writing is, here's why they can't do this, this, and this. <laughs> I want to write, here's why they should do this, this, and this. Yeah here's how that furthers the story or here's how here's what happens next when they do that here's how that's a success here's how that causes a different problem and i think once i have really keyed into how to do that in a mass audience way mm -hmm. i'll have it no i must be it's the sort of thing that i would i would love to sort of sit down and, and pick pick the brain of uh i guess like official uh dnd adventures who write the sort of like end yeah. end tier campaign stuff but even then, you'll notice uh, in 5th edition, they ignore the high tier quite a bit. Because, I mean, mm -hmm. Mad Mage is the only one that goes to level 20, and that is a, uh, a confined environment. So and that, isn't there, um, like, special rules within the... Uh, of yeah, like, the Undermountain, like, Halster only allows them to do certain things, and they're very confined, so they're not yeah. really affecting the setting. Um, one thing I, I really liked about 4th edition is 4th edition really leaned into in the adventuring tiers. Like, when they hit this level... They're now these planner entities. Yeah, they've got to deal with this reality-shattering stuff. And my with 4E, I, I was not crazy about the gameplay of it, but I think the stories and lore helped you figure out how to run high-level adventures. Like if you ever read the fourth edition, uh, fourth edition um, 
Dungeon Master's Guide 2, there's a whole section in that of like, here's how high-level adventures are run. Okay. A lot of that was like my Bible <laughs> in terms of playing at home. Like, all right, yes, let's do this. Let's get big. Let's get crazy. But I, I just, I haven't, I haven't flipped the switch in my brain to figure out how that works for everybody and yeah. not just for my group yet but i, I will I, i've always said yeah okay i've got i've got some reading to do i need to go dig up the uh find find a fourth edition uh yeah it's the, great the, also the fact so again I, so I've, I've started fifth edition and that's kind of been been my bread and butter um the fact that there's a uh fourth edition second DMs, <laughs> right. why did why did they need a second one what was what was wrong with the first one so the first one First of all, they messed up a lot of the math. Okay. <laughs> there was a lot of, like, corrections. Yeah. Like, oh, they realized, like, as players got to high level, a lot of the game was like, oh, this this is not really working. We need to okay. something. But it's also, like, it is a different game in the high level. Mm-hmm. You know? So, like, if a Dungeon Master's Guide 1 is about exploring the wilderness and going into uh, dungeons, uh, a Dungeon Master's Guide 2, like... A high level, it's a different game, and they got to switch it around, you know. Jeez. No, so I, I so also I guess uh, with fourth edition, uh, is that how you uh, is that how you got introduced to D anD D? I we got in through when I was eleven. My um my best friend's dad kind of co opted a sleepover okay. and ran Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> for us. <laughs> this was this would have been like real like early nineties. So for a while we ran from his books and it was like, we had some advanced Dungeons and Dragons books and we had some second edition books and we didn't know they were different editions. So we were just kind of running from both of them. Yeah. But you know, we were 12, we didn't really know. Right. And then yeah, that to third to fourth to fifth and uh, a bunch of the systems in between, but I played every edition from our strange pastiche on, um, Fifth edition is the one we have liked the most. Like it's been a long time since we've stuck with one system for multiple campaigns now. Yeah. But now once five yeah. E came out, we were like, oh, this is that blend of crunchy and loose that kind of everybody can meet in the middle on. So it, it it does feel sort of like they've they've really nailed this sort of accessibility side of. Oh it. yeah. It's it's it was sort of so, so easy to sort of pick up and play. Because to um, me, uh, third edition was a little crunchy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, fourth edition was, I, it wasn't that crunchy. I just didn't think it was that fun. There were just too many things going on mm-hmm. that like got in the way of what was fun for me. So we just didn't enjoy, I didn't enjoy running it. I think my players maybe liked playing it more than I liked running it maybe. I don't know. But, but fifth, fifth edition is, is uh, pretty rock solid. Okay, cool. So, so to sort of bring it back around to uh, creating content on the sort of DMs guild then, is there anything, any particular lessons that you kind of wish you knew sooner before we sort of diving in? Yeah, I wish um, I'd known sooner how fun the community is because I know during um, Here's to Crime and Handful of Heists, like I was working with Louie, which was fun, but we're also doing the same product from different angles. Yeah. He's very like, oh, art, layout, how can it look? How can we make it look interesting? And uh, a lot of the writing just felt uh, felt very solitary. Like if I was confused about, something, you know, it was also Louis's first book, Handful of Heists. So if we were confused about something, we were just kind of confused together. Yeah, it felt, uh, it felt very solitary. I didn't really feel like I knew who to go for, to for help if I was stuck with something. 
so just I, to clarify I, from I, sorry, uh, just to clarify from Anthony. So did you meet Louis? Uh, like, is he a friend in your sort of personal life, or did you meet him? Yeah, through... he's been a friend I, like okay. forever. Yeah. yeah so okay, cool. when I was when I was writing here's to crime, I posted on my Facebook like, hey, I'm trying to put out a Dean's Guild thing, and Louis was like, oh, let me do a cover. Yeah. So we did that, and then we kind of took off from there. Yeah, but. Um, I do wish I, I had known sooner there was a community that could like help if I got stuck mm-hmm. or even just in general, just uh, lessen kind of the solitude that a lot of writing can feel like sometimes. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think um, obviously with the, um, the, the Facebook group when it was still active, um, rest in yeah. peace. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or um, yeah, but the, yeah, the Discord, honestly, it, it, it has, it's all been, been, been a very sort of like welcoming experience and it's it's quite again it's it's consistently growing i think it was every yeah. every few days we have a new sort of member join mm-hmm. um and yeah it's it's i think you can sort of see it's raising in popularity with the ongoing popularity of D and i think yep. with uh certain certain things that have been posted around the dm go recently i think there'll be more eyes um yes I, I don't actually. I don't know why I'm like subtweeting or like you know. Uh, so it's it's Matt Mercer. He's you know he's released a new um, version two of his um, uh, blood. The, the blood hunter, right? Blood hunter. There you go. I knew it was, I was about to say blood mancer, and that really didn't feel right. <laughs> um, no, it's it, but it's 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 it's, no, it's, it's it's I think now now's a really good time to be involved in the guild. Um, oh yeah. I'm curious, is, is there any sort of design lessons? Uh, you picked up from your earlier products that you kind of wish you'd shifted or yeah i mean with with here's to crime i i just used home brewery mm-hmm. and i've got nothing against it but then once i started doing handful of heists and we started doing home brewery for that i was like oh i can't do a lot of what i want to do like we just hit that wall yeah of what we could do with it and i do look back at here's to crime and think oh, i wish it looked a little nicer because my my feeling at the time was like, let's put it out. It's rules. It doesn't have to look that good. It just, you know, it's, it's rules. They're gonna read it. They're gonna play with it. Well, looking back, I was like, oh, I could have made it a little. I could have made it a little fancy. I could have thrown something in there, but I, you know, I didn't know, yeah. so I just threw it out. Um, and I'm still, I'm very proud of it because I think the the content in it, I'm uh, I'm super proud of, and I'm glad so many people use it in their games. No, like I said, I think um, I, I had a, a a very sort of quick skim read of like some of the uh, the, the the sort of feedback. Just because it's interesting to sort of dive into this product and like see page for page, but seeing how people are like actively responding to it. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's nice that people kind of jump in. Oh, I had a lot yeah. of fun with this. This was yeah. cool. Or oh, I didn't like this. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it, it's also nice to see that you're you're very sort of um, uh, you, do, you you don't you don't leave anyone and read. You're sort of diving right. in and you're sort of like you know responding and engaging. Um, and I, I think that, yeah, that's kind of how you have to be as a sort of. Um, mm-hmm and stuff like that you have to be ready to sort of take the yeah it's also like i i appreciate they're checking it out and i uh you know and i tried to make everything very clear but if something's not clear you know i've, I've thought about it more than they have so i'm yeah. happy to answer questions people have in there so i, I guess uh, i i guess i kind of, I kind of have like a two interesting parts is that i do notice that the more established i get or like the more products i sort of begin to work on the more that i can so again my first product i didn't have an editor for uh, mm-hmm. Just because I wasn't part of the community yet, I didn't really know anything uh, anything about. Um, and now all of my products, without question, I'm, I have an editor, and it's given me a chance to work with some really, really amazing people. Um, but I can definitely see myself sort of agreeing with with the sentiment that maybe down the line, getting someone involved for layout. Yeah. Um, and and I think it's interesting to sort of see that almost like um, 
that progression where you know you sort of like you, you it very much starts off as something that way just like i'm trying to sort of jamble this by myself and then you right. realize that there's so many other people who do small parts of the, a huge project just just sort yeah. of so well um, and that was even like with with handful which was my my second book a lot of that was louis saying like oh i think i want to learn some layout stuff let's just do it yeah so there was there was that and if he just didn't have that impulse yet when here's to crime came out and it didn't occur to me to like I just thought, oh, you either know how to do layout or you don't. You can't yeah. like call somebody, right? <laughs> no, so I guess um, I'm on homebrew, like learning how to code this or whatever. Yeah, no, it's it's the was it the in fairness that I mean, again, it's 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 another tool that sort of helps people, you know, like again, it's it's that step up from uh, not to say this in your but just like you know, white pages. <laughs> and stuff like that, or just like right. yeah, it's it's you know, it, it makes even even as a creator, it makes you feel like oh, this is this you know, you could put this side by side with like a um, official like D and D thing, and you know, if if that's yeah, definitely <laughs> with with handful, I was like, hey, this looks really cool, and then um, this looks you know way better than my other did, and then when we put shanty out, I remember looking at what Louis did and my my feedback on it, just thinking like, oh, this is this is actually nice, like layout isn't just like a thing to put out it's something you take pride in so it's it's just nice when you go oh i'm proud i'm proud of how that book looks so, so i'm curious I, so, so given that you've you've worked with louis like again and again throughout these projects of has it sort of been kind of interesting to sort of watch or work consistently with the same person and again and again and sort of watch again their, their layout skills develop and in turn you know the sort of content you're oh, yeah and it's it's also fun because then my my writing influences like his his artistic goals kind of influenced my writing goals because we wrote um, you know after I put out handful of heist and he had drawn a bunch of maps for that and then I was like oh I think next we do a pirate thing and then we went yeah I wanna I wanna draw some NPCs for the next one so then that became the obligation he was like all right let's write some let's try to write some like interesting characters nice. it would be fun wow. to look at and fun to draw so then kind of his ambitions influence the writing and then sometimes my writing will influence his ambitions and that kind of thing. Oh. It's, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's nice to see that, especially as well, um, being able to work with a um, a best friend in a situation that doesn't go explode or result yes. in result so in a lawsuit. Or, yeah, no. <laughs> um, so yeah, okay. So so uh, sort of keeping on uh, these sort of you mentioned like again, something you wish you knew sooner was the sort of engagement mm -hmm. with the community. Uh, now that you're sort of involved in the community and getting involved in collaborations of that. Um, who who is someone in the community that sort of inspires you? Um, I'm I'm very inspired by Oliver Clegg. Like, just I haven't talked to him a bunch, but just from reading his stuff, um, there's a few things I find very impressive. Um, one thing I'm trying to kind of bring into my work is I love how much his personality comes through. Because yeah. I feel like yeah. a lot of adventures don't necessarily feel like anybody wrote them. Mm -hmm. They just like appeared as adventures, and you don't really have a clue the personality behind them but when you read um especially his kind of like kind of campy concept stuff you're just like oh i get a i get a feel for his sense of humor i feel like his personality has come through in the writing like uh was it killer and then I'm, I'm also, uh, yeah exactly yeah stuff like killer cobalts or that um that 50 foot bikini werewolf yeah. like you read that and go okay i have an i think i have an idea of who wrote this like their their personality is coming through on their side um, and also, I, I really appreciate his Ravenloft stuff, um, just because I know there's a lot of debate over kind of second edition Ravenloft, and like, oh, some parts of it are questionable, some parts of it are dated, there's some problems with it. And I think 
one way to make the argument against that is just to argue, but arguing only has so much effectiveness. But I feel like uh, Oliver has made the argument by just putting out material correctly. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like just having good versions of that material make the argument better than just putting out a blog about it. So I feel like there, there was like a purpose uh, to that writing that you that I think elevates it beyond some other uh, writing that you see. I think, I think yeah, I, it's, it's definitely that case of like you know, so many conversations, just like, oh, this is this is wrong with this. This is like, and someone's like, well, okay, you could do something about it. And right, all, yeah, all of it is very much and, sort of, and, and doing something about it makes the argument more than just making the argument does. I think. Yeah, and I think I think again, I, I I have I have no envy for the idea of tackling some of the. Um, problematic themes yes. with, with, within, you know, Ravenloft. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it's interesting, especially being um, uh, within the DMs Guild, there is very much a push for writing Forgotten Realms content. Yes. And if you're writing Forgotten Realms content, you kind of have to use the, you know, the law, the world uh, as it is. Um, and sometimes that, that, can be, that can be challenging. Um, yes. So I think, I, think the, the, I think the closest thing I can have now is I wanted to include... Uh, an NPC from Waterdeep Dragon Heist in, in something that I'm working on. Mm -hmm. um, but the NPC in, in Dragon Heist is, is very racist. <laughs> like, <laughs> very, like, I hate, like, it's, 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 uh, what is it? Like, so it's his, one of, like it, he's a racist character or something about how he is portrayed? So he is a, uh, no, so he's a racist character. Um, okay. So he is a drow who, um, one of, uh, what is it, um, Jarlaxle's uh, lieutenants. Mm -hmm. And he spends his day doing uh, whatever Jalaxa wants and spends his night hunting elves. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, yep. and it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it is challenging because I, I want to include this, this character in. Um, but he's so, so unredeemable. And trying to, trying to write content that involves this character is... And I, again, so that's that's only almost like a microcosm of whatever is going mm -hmm. on with like, you know, if every part of the law is embedded in this. Um, right. Yeah. Again, yeah, don't don't OVM. Not not my job. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll I'll leave it to the people who are who are more qualified or at least, you know, have uh, you know, have have that sort of, you know, argument to put forward. Um Right. Yeah. No, I, yeah. That's, that, 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 that's not quite where I thought that conversation was going to go. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's out now. It's recorded. And now we're back. Cool. We're back. So, Hello. It's brief, good to be brief, back. Yeah, brief, brief technical difficulties aside. Um, but what's great is anyone listening or watching, seamless. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they'll never know. Never, unless I leave in all, you know, <laughs> all, all a minute of just me sat here. <laughs> I think you should. Let's do it. Let's put that Miley Python intermission music over it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but no, so before um, before that, we were literally chatting about what you're working on at the moment. And you mentioned that you're working on, um, was it uh, Handful of Heist 2 for Baldur's Gate mm -hmm. and Waterdeep? So, so, so Handful of Heist was, was Waterdeep. So then part two is going to be... Uh, yeah, so two is going to be Baldur's Gate. Mm -hmm. So I like the idea of giving whatever city you're playing in some chance to kind of uh, sow some mischief and run around a little. How, how have you um, how have you find writing uh, within Baldur's Gate? Obviously, it being a it's fun. I found I really liked the gazetteer they put in Avernus. I actually mm -hmm. think it was their best gazetteer in terms of setting up adventure hooks mm -hmm. and setting up stories. Because like every, every location just had a little something. 
Yeah, because so many gazetteers can be kind of dry and you feel like the exciting thing has already happened in the city mm -hmm. and you're just learning about it. But I, I feel like um, the Baldur's Gate gazetteer was really like, there's a lot of stuff to get into in this city. There's a lot of uh, conflicting personalities to play with. A lot of story hooks that put a couple vaults in there for me. So yeah, they, I, yeah, there's one 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 of the docks that springs to mind. Yeah. Um. So I'm curious. So do you think um like uh it, it will sort of follow the trajectory of the next sort of D and D release? Or I'll, I know there's what is it? There's Neverwinter. Um. Mm -hmm. There's also um Port Nianzaru. I don't know if there's any interesting heist locations there. Yeah, I need to take a look. I I am a big fan of Neverwinter because I grew up in the generation where the the Neverwinter Nights video games oh, were uh, kind of big for us. So it would be not as big as Baldur's Gate Two was. So Baldur's yeah. Gate is very exciting for writing, but Neverwinter would be good. And then if if one day we get Planescape, I <laughs> like Handful of High Sigil is like the dream. Yeah. No, I, I'm curious. I think the only sort of um, like I, I've I've read bits and bobs about uh, Planescape. And sigiled, it seems like again, it being a donut city. Yes, it's very, very, very interesting. And also, was it? It's it's got a fair few modrons in it, which yep. I'm, I'm all about. And um, lot, just lots of strange concepts. Lots of just there's so much to play with in sigil. One day, one, one day. day. They 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 have they have to do a project eventually. They can't they can't keep <laughs> holding out. You'd think that, but it's... <laughs> we say on repeat as we rock back and forward. They can't. They have right. to. They, they have they'll to do it. They'll do it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and so uh, so that is uh, I, again not to push you on a date, but are we thinking like you know uh, a Q two maybe like a Q three release on that? We're we're trying to get it out next month, so we'll Ooh. see. Okay. But we're we're in crunch mode a little bit on it. I yeah. always like I always need to add a couple months because then layout and final edits take more out of us than I suspect. But yeah, we're we're closing in on a handful of heists too. Nice, and. I believe this has been announced, but quote me if I'm wrong. There are more hunts in the works. Yes, we've got a uh, uh, legendary hunts coastal Very with nice. uh, me and Val, a bunch of other people too, yes. and that's actually going to be print on demand, which I'm super excited wow. about. It's, and it's got a bestiary. Um, the past monster hunts have been hunting already existing creatures, mm -hmm. but for this we have new monsters. So you get new monsters, you get a bestiary. You get a quest to fight them. You get the items that these monsters give you. Um, I, and it's fun because the quests are longer than the quests are in Monster Hunt. There's just more okay. room to play. And I, I wrote three kind of longish quests for them that are all pretty different in tone and style, which was fun for me, too. So uh, I take it uh, the moment it sort of comes out. Uh, do you, do you, uh, I'm curious because I've not been involved in a print-on-demand product. Do you have to buy the print-on-demand for your own product? I I actually don't know, and I'm no, scared to ask. So. I, I, I I think you probably would. Like I think I know you can buy your own products, and I don't think they would just. Who knows? Yeah, it would be I'm nice to get a free one. A cost or something, or yeah. maybe it'll be a heist. I don't know. Yeah. No, ex ex no, that's 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 awesome. Um, and uh, so again, I, has the release date for that been announced, or is it sort of? I know, again? I know it's in layout, but mm -hmm. print in demand adds some layout of concerns. Yeah. So. I know poor Val is doing many a sleepless night trying to get this thing done. So. No, I, I, I can't imagine. Um, no, that's that's also. It sounds like especially some very sort of exciting things uh, on the horizon. Um, I, I guess like the, the the main sort of question is is like um, if if people are curious about the sort of stuff that you're working on, how can they how can they find out? 
uh, just track me down on Twitter because right now I'm I'm not good at Twitter, so it's basically only promotes my things because I'm not sure what else I'm supposed to be doing with it. So I think just like the occasional meme meme. Yeah, I think follow me and I will I will like your meme. Nice. Oh, there you go. That's that's a sales pitch if I've ever heard one. <laughs> take that deal with the bank. That is done. Yes. No, I, I, yeah, I, honestly, I, I must say, I, I don't know if there's um, um, there's anything other topics that you feel like you'd like to sort of touch on and stuff like that. I feel like we've had a, a quite quite a well-rounded, lovely discussion. I mean, I feel like we've mostly just talked about me. How are you? Oh, shucks. Uh, I'm, no, I'm really bad at it. End the podcast listing all, all the things wrong with me. Um, no, no, uh, no things, things are going all right. Uh, you know, exciting things in the works. Um, I think it's, it's a case of where uh, I've, I've, I've got a few things uh, that I sort of managed to sort of weasel my way in uh, collaborative-wise. Um, I'm involved in the um, uh, Unbridled which is oh, the, nice. that looks uh, fun. the uh, combination of hags and unicorns uh, or hags riding unicorns or, yep. you know, um, in some cases, unicorns I'm sure riding unicorns hags. riding hags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an image I want in my head, but it's out there now. And I know, now. There it is. I, think, I know someone in the adventures probably written all about it. So, you know, that's, I think, I think again, it was, yeah, it was, it was an interesting challenge just to sort of be that sort of bombastic. Um, so that's, that's in the works. Um, obviously the, um, uh, Runa and Ulfka's, uh guide to big, ba- uh, big boss epic uh, goblins, um, which I'm I think so I've said differently. People read that. Yeah, I think I've said it differently every time. Just call it the big egg. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 yeah the acronym does make it easier. Um, that that should be out this month, maybe. Um, no, so yeah, we're, we're we're literally as of today, we've got the artist starting. Um, so yeah, nice. that's 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 what exciting. Um, I'm still working on a, a sort of side product. Um, I'm still planning on killing Volo. Um, nice. That's, that's Get him. He's, he's, he's literally, I've killed him three times. I just need to finish the fourth time. And then, and then <laughs> I think that's it. Once you kill him the fourth time, that's, that's his phylactery gone. That's when it <laughs> sticks, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, no, yeah. So, I'm, 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 yeah. It's, think, think if you're asking, Jimmy, that's very nice. Oh, yeah, no problem. I worry. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I guess this, that's, 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 I think just about pretty much all we have time for. Um, I say that not having time for this, <laughs> but it, it, it really feels yeah. yeah, it feels like we've had. Um, but yeah, and so um, so um, yeah, I, I have been Matthew Whitby. Um, you can find me at Whitby Writes. Um, this has been Jimmy Merritt, my amazing guest. Thank you once again for joining me. And um, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, anytime. Uh, Nearly any time again. I'll we'll take say you this. off on that. Next week, I'm back. Next Same week, questions. Yeah. Same Jim, answers. Jim, Jimmy, the eternal guest. Yes. <laughs> I've got nowhere else to go. <laughs> we can adopt you. That's fine. Um, there we go. Nice. But yeah, no, yeah. So be, be sure to tune in next week. Um, I don't know who's going to be the guest next week. It'll be, it'll be surprised for us all. Um, but yeah, and um, actually, yeah, here's his final question Jimmy, how do you end a podcast? <laughs> um, you. Pretend there was some kind of technical difficulty and then abruptly ah, cut it off. Just abruptly cut. Uh, <laughs> midway through sentence, like, right, 